Pete Phillips are not related. Also, so mine was going to be, um, and we wish you a happy new year. <laughs> okay, so we're not related. Also, we wish you a happy new year. Pete, how are you? I'm okay. I had to go back to work today. Ugh, it's the worst. And nobody uh, wants to be there. It's kind of crazy. You just have a whole week off. I know. Also, in the new year, I should have discussed this not on the air. But, oh, I forgot. And also, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Instead of me saying this is y'all heard, and then I say a podcast where. And Did then you want to start podcast, over? No, I, I'm, 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 <laughs> we're talking this over. Okay. And instead of you being like, and we take tiny morsels and yeah, yeah. In your, your mouths, and I go, in other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. I think I should be like, this is y'all heard, a podcast where. <laughs> I'm explaining this very badly. And you know, you said, I'm just I mean, hoping that this involves getting me off the hook of coming up with one of the. Well, hooks. yeah, not totally, but more. You know how you were gonna be like, oh, and we wish you a happy new year. I think you should, in the new year, just say and we and like one sentence and we, like just make a tagline. It doesn't even need to be something we do like and we don't like nuts. Like I think you know okay, what I mean. I got you. I think that's how we should do it in the new year, guys. This is how the magic's made. I'm coming down with a cold and I'm having, I'm like going to probably develop a speech impediment or lose my voice halfway through this episode. But thankfully, Pete presented. Pete, how was your New Year's Eve? Oh, I don't care God. about how your whole year was or last week. Just how your New Year's Eve was. My New Year's Eve, my New Year's Eve. I went to church and then I came home. Oh, and I made uh, fried rice, which was delicious. And then I... Like Chinese style? Maybe. I don't know. What other style is there? I don't know. Continue. And then... Um, Asian, maybe not Chinese. I don't know, guys. I'm I, sorry. I don't really recall. If basketball was on, I watched basketball, but I don't, I don't know. I stayed up after 12 o'clock. Okay. Which I haven't done in a long time on New Year's Eve, because actually the last time I did it on New Year's Eve was very regrettable. Why? Because it makes me feel bad. <laughs> Oh, okay. Was was it just you, or were there other people? There were other people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nothing to tell anybody. <laughs> okay, let's go. I didn't really do anything crazy. Yeah, I came back home. I mean, it sounds relaxing. I guess so. Yeah, I kind of yeah. just chilled out, especially coming off the the holiday week of rushing around and everything like that. Wait, were you with your mom or by yourself? If I was with my mom for New Year's Eve, I would have gone to bed at, like, probably, like, 10 at the latest. I only asked because I swear that you just said, yeah, we chilled out. I, maybe I did. Who's only the playback. Okay, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. And okay. maybe I'm, like, haunted or something. <laughs> okay. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> All right. That sounds like a good New Year's. I wouldn't complain. Yeah, I had more fun the week before. Which was what with your mom? Yeah, on okay. on Christmas, I got to have a dog for a day. You have all these mysterious dogs in your Insta these days. Yeah, that guy's Insta. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with Finsta. 
No, I don't have one of those. Me neither. No, I kind of do. Yeah, right. Like, I get. <laughs> um, How about your New Year's Eve? Did you... Did I tell you what I was going to do? Or, no, I'm sorry. Did I tell you what I did prior to doing it? No. Because, boy, oh, boy, did I think it was going to be horrible. Um, not because I love everyone involved, but, okay, so my mother and dad were... So my boyfriend was supposed to not have New Year's Eve off. So my mom and dad felt bad about me being alone. So they came into Philadelphia. We were just going to eat dinner with my boyfriend, who, you know, he'd have time but go to sleep early. And my mother for a moment was like, let's go to a party. But then she's like, no, no, let's not go because, you know, I'll be the oldest people there. Then my boyfriend's like, no, nah, no, nah, like, let's go party. It doesn't matter that I work tomorrow. Let's go party. <laughs> and so my mother found this party she wants to go to. How do you do that? It was on the roof of the hotel she's in. Oh, okay. All That's right. About. So she's like, get tickets for it. But sometimes my boyfriend agrees to things that he thinks will make me happy, but I know deep down will make him miserable. So I didn't want to buy them immediately. I wanted to give him time uh, to really think it over. Um... So I waited a few hours, and then they sold out, and then my mother became furious with me, <laughs> uh, incredibly furious with me, enough that I was just so, I was like, oh, my God, I'm never going to hear the end of it, and my boyfriend just felt bad for me, and he's like, okay, we got to find her a new party, we got to find her a new party. <sighs> I'm sorry, this is a long story, but I, I feel like Pete needs to know why I ended up where I ended up. <laughs> Uh, I didn't want to pay a lot of money because we were already going to go to a expensive restaurant and the party we were going to go to was $65. At this point, this is days before New Year's Eve. There are only parties that are like $150 each and yeah. I don't got time for that or money for that, especially not if my boyfriend needs to like go to sleep early. So eventually, we look for all these freaking parties and there's only one we can find that is affordable. Also, the other caveat is now my father decides he wants a table. He wants to make sure we have a table, which very few New Year's parties will actually give you seating the whole time. So long story short, this like hipster bowling alley that has multiple floors had this party that was only $20 to get in, which is so cheap. Mm -hmm. So cheap that it's like, who the fuck is going to end up at this fucking party? <laughs> it is just going to be fucking like a catastrophe. Uh, and then... If you pay $100, you get bottle service for you and up to six people. So I was like, fine. I'll fucking put $100 for everybody, and we're in. But boy, is this going to be horrible. So anyway, I got bottle service on the third floor of a bowling alley that apparently would have Latin music the whole night. And I just hope you realize like how bad that is. <laughs> but oddly, it was really great. It sounds like know. it would be great. There were like... There was a bunch of young people... There was a bunch of people my age. Then there were randomly, like, elderly men without wives there. Okay. Like, single elderly men. So my parents weren't even the oldest. So me, my boyfriend, and my two parents had Bacardi bottle service. Um, and we just Latin danced. It was a lot better than I expected. So it was good. We rang in the new year very well. My boyfriend kept trying to do lifts, like, lift me as high as he can in the middle of the dance floor so that people could be in awe of his abilities, but that was at my expense. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting. That happened four times consecutively during one song beat. Were you prompted? Was he like, I'm well, going to do it? He was like, 
I'm gonna do it. And I was like, oh. I just imagined Aladdin, like, do you trust me? He's like, the next time you turn, I'm gonna do it. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and yeah, it was weird. Uh, table clapped. It was really weird. Uh, so my marriage was good. I'm sorry. That was a long story that probably Pete appreciates more than all of you. Because <laughs> he knows me enough to know how horrifying that setup sounded. Uh, anyway, icebreaker. Because i sorry I put you all through that long story. It more than made up in terms of excitement. <laughs> I think, yeah, that sounded sarcastic, but I feel like... No! <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, honestly, but I feel like Pete was genuine. Because, oof, that could have been bad. It could, I agree with you. It could have been, but it wasn't. So, congratulations. Icebreaker. Tell me one thing. I was going to say trend, but it doesn't need to be a trend. Just one thing, and it doesn't have to be specific to this year, just specific to you uh, in 2019. Something that kept making you, like, irrationally upset in 2019. I, I, I... I'll go first if, to, like, show you what I mean. Do you understand what I mean? I think I understand what you mean, but you should go first anyway. I I know that mine's not... See, I thought you were going to go in the good direction. And so I was cycling through my head, good things, good things, good things. And then I found something. And then you were like, no, no, no. Because I'm going to figure out how to make a good thing a bad thing. Because I bring this up just because I've been irrationally annoyed at all of this one thing... In 2019, and it's not, it's a very large thing. And I realize, and it's from a genuine place, but I realize it makes me sound like I'm bitter and resentful, but it's not. I have been so annoyed at almost every wedding I have seen someone putting together in 2019, which I realize that it probably makes me be like, oh, I wish I was married, but no, I, I, I don't. Uh, I realize that everyone who gets married now takes the same five photos that they take specifically to put on Instagram. They take a picture of their wedding shoes. They take a picture of their wedding dress on a fucking ugly ass hanger. They take a picture of like them eating something like a, a hamburger. I'm such a fanny. Uh, they take a, not everyone. I'd say like 50% of the weddings they saw had that. Uh, then they take the goofy wedding party picture, and then they take a fucking photo where they and their husband are looking at each other, but they're backlit, so you see their fucking, like, silhouette. But, like, guys, we're not all celebrities. We don't all have fucking beautiful silhouettes. Somebody's <laughs> not coming, okay? Um, yeah, and also... I've heard people stressing out about whether or not they were going to have monogrammed fucking napkins, whether or not they were going to provide flip-flops for the guests, what their fucking, like, takeaway party gift was going to be. And I'm like, it's all so fucking stupid. <laughs> like, I like weddings. I think weddings could be great. <laughs> Historically on this podcast, listeners, I think we both disagree. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> You do not like weddings. Yes, I'm sorry. Let me backtrack. (laughs) A wedding could be an enjoyable thing, but everyone is so fucking annoying about them that they're not. They're selfish. Um, They're they're selfish. They try too hard. They just never deliver on what you're trying to do. Like I just feel like my friends that just their wedding was 
them signing a paper in a in a restaurant was better than any wedding I've ever seen. Uh, I'm going to have a wedding one day, and I'm going to try so hard, so hard to not be a hypocrite. Anyway, Pete, tell me what you hated very much in 2019. <laughs> I hated how fattening chocolate-covered peanuts are. <laughs> What's the fun? But a lot of that is good fat, isn't it, or something? Because I discovered this year the delights of a chocolate-covered peanut. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a peanut M&M without the candy shell and it's wonderful dark and they just make you fat <laughs> dark or milk I believe they were milk I mean they don't quote just make you fat I guess if you just kept the portion which nobody does I'm not I got a that. one pound bag that's dangerous yeah and I'm just like a thousand portion the first time I had like maybe two and a half portions yeah servings and then the second time maybe like five this time i made it up to like seven <laughs> i'm only allowed to buy things in large bags if they're portion size yeah i'm sorry i'm only allowed to buy things in big bags if me eating half the bag will not make me want to jump out of building because I can only eat half of an entire bag. I'm incapable of eating a portion size. So, uh, yeah. So that's what's been pissing me off for 2019. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry I didn't say a positive thing. No. Because then my positive about- thing would have been like, I love chocolate-covered peanuts. <laughs> Very few people, except for Pete Phillips, use the word delight. Like she was such a delight, and I really like that you that you do that. Okay, can't wait to see your segue. I think a lot of people perceive it as sarcastic, but no, he's not. He's not. I promise. Speaking of uh, weddings, he likes and just oh. ignoring what I <laughs> talked about. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, we should have done it the other way. Recently, speaking of 2019, this was in 2019. Uh, <laughs> I saw somebody talking about, like, on Facebook, like, okay, I feel like this is going to sound judgy, but, like, why is anybody putting anything on Facebook anymore? Yeah. (laughs) Like, I still have an account, but I don't put anything on there unless I'm like, hey, I want to own my family to see this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's for family catching up. That's all Facebook's for anymore. Yeah. Or, like, maybe big life. I don't know. Is it? Like, I'm sorry to interrupt you very quickly, but I just found out today that my coworker, who's been with his girlfriend for four years, and she's been living with him for like a year, she just, she was on a vacation that he wasn't on with her daughter, and he gets a phone call from someone being like, yo, dude, why'd your girlfriend of four years just say she's in a relationship with you on Facebook? <laughs> Like, after four years, she made a Facebook official, and that was very funny to me. I'm sorry. So this person was talking about not that they were getting married, but, like, that seems like a Facebook-appropriate thing. Yeah, that's fine. Like, on Twitter or Instagram or presumably Snapchat, there's not, like, a I'm I'm married button. So (laughs) There sure as hell should be. Am I right? (laughs) This was about a person who had been asked to officiate a wedding. And they, how they were getting ordained so that they could officiate the wedding between two friends of theirs and how it meant so much to him that the people asked him to do it. 
And wow, I could really, I could really take this in a in a dark and personal place about my own life, but I won't. This was a very kind person, very sincere person. So I read what he wrote, and I was like, "That's nice," but like, still. <laughs> what do you mean, still? I remembered something that I heard before, and then I started doing some research. This is my favorite start to a story about this topic, and okay. this is from Thirteen News Now in Virginia. It starts with he. He is uh, a lawyer. This is the beginning of the article, but I missed the first sentence, which <laughs> says, blah, 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 is a lawyer, and uh, he was filing some paperwork for a divorce. He and his client started talking about mail-order ministers, such as those who receive ordination from the Universal Life Church of Sacramento, American Marriage Ministries of Seattle, the Church of Spiritual Humanism of Jenkinstown, Pennsylvania, Rose <laughs> oh, Ministries... interesting. Rose Ministries of Las Vegas, and even the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Okay, never heard about that. Kind of don't like it, but cool. I didn't go into all of these because I just, yeah. But that one is worth doing a show about. <laughs> yeah, seriously. While we were talking to our client in mediation, the subject of the Universal Life Church came up. He said, yep, I'm a minister, and that so is the guy that married us. With that, the lawyer was off to the courthouse to halt the divorce proceedings. Under Tennessee law, his client wasn't legally married, and since oh, he wasn't wow. married, he didn't need to get a divorce. <laughs> oh, wow. In other words, if you have one of these friend ministers marry you, you have to, like, do it again <laughs> in, like, a really? courthouse or something. If you oh, yeah, I thought, it... I thought everyone in the, everywhere always had to do it in the courthouse. They don't? Well... I, I'll save that question for a little bit later. Okay. Um, because the first thing that we have to do is step back a bit and ask, uh, what exactly are the steps of getting married? I am not married. Marissa is uh, not married either. Oh, I don't know. I thought you were going to say I was, and I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> we, um, we know people who have been married. But, you know, like you're just like, oh, I'm so happy for you. You don't go like, so tell me all the gritty details. What did you <laughs> yeah, have to do? <laughs> so marriage.com. assumes they're, they're gritty. <laughs> marriage.com suggests first finding someone that you like a lot. Isn't that, isn't that hilarious? About to marry? Step one to getting married at marriage.com is, is very find true. someone you like a lot. That's an upsetting Don't fact. find someone don't that you love, by the way. That. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> um... If you meet the requirements to get a marriage license, you go ahead and you get your marriage license. This is from a legal website. <laughs> okay. um, your license lasts until you get married, assuming that you do. If you don't get married, sometimes it stays weeks, months, but your marriage license can expire. Okay. After that, you get a marriage certificate. So you have your license, uh, you get married, your license is useless now, and now you have a certificate that says, we're married. Yeah. In the case of the Universal Life Church, um, your minister can get that certificate online for 5 to $7, sign it, hand it to you, done deal. Okay. Y you could also just use, like, Microsoft Publisher and make your own certificate. <laughs> okay. I am not married. So, as I said, uh, by the way, I just, I'm not fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I just happen to start two paragraphs that way. <laughs> okay. So, my point being... Because I am not engaged in a marriage. How many times perhaps, you tell us? <laughs> perhaps my views on marriage are not as valid as some might say. But to me, marriage feels like a pretty big deal. 
Not only uh, not, not 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 being married doesn't even make you a good authority on being married. Please. Well, well said. <laughs> uh, not only a big deal when it comes to like life, love, romance, all that stuff, but also on the legal side. Two people become one, and now there is a lot of things to consider. You could still file your taxes separately if you wanted to, but you get access to like I think the number is legitimately eleven thousand tax benefits uh, when you get Whoa. married. You may or may not qualify for all of them, of course, but for some of them, for some of them you do. But my mom once told me this story that always, like, just, it pops into my head once in a while as to how tragic it was um, for the person that I don't know who they are. But basically, this, um, this these two people were married, and the woman lived, and the husband died. Um <laughs> Okay. I guess it's not worth mentioning that the woman lived, but <laughs> but anyway, like if the husband dies and the wife is left behind, a widow now, and she, since she was married to him, she qualified to collect on his pension and social security benefits. So okay. when she went to apply for them, they were like, "You're not actually married." Oh, pobrecita. You live together for a really long time, and you have this certificate that is invalid. You guys I you weren't. Become common law marriage at a point, though. Yeah, I don't really know how that works. Oh. I guess I should have looked into that. <laughs> but basically, if you get yourself married, and you're thinking about either on day one you're thinking about divorce. <laughs> Yeah. On day one, you're thinking about Ooh. living together, union long, long into the future. You have to make sure that it's legit. I wonder if our mutual friend that got married by their coworker knows that. At the same time, <laughs> there was recently a destination wedding, and my mom was like, I don't know for sure, but I'm wondering, maybe they're doing this on purpose so <laughs> they can get divorced later and the guy won't lose anything. Oh, because oh. even if you signed a prenuptial agreement, if your wedding wasn't valid, then you don't have to honor the prenuptial agreement. There's uh, apparently a very regular story about that uh, as well, where a woman promised a man that if they stayed together for 90 days, he would get $90,000, and she didn't give it to him, and then he wanted to get divorced and then collect on the... because she violated the prenup, and they were like, no, you're not even married. Uh, <laughs> Just want a random man to marry her for ninety days. I don't. I don't know. That's the weird part of the story. I agree, but yeah. So depending on the state that you live in, you will have to do it again in a courthouse. That's probably the easiest way to go, or in a church maybe. But wait, you say. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just talked about how you can't do that with the Universal Life Church. Now, some of you might be like, oh, yeah, I know why, because it's not a real religion. That seems a little, like, shitty to say, right? <laughs> um, I don't know. What do they stand for? Maybe it's not a religion. And that's where it gets a little dicey. According to Pennsylvania state law, listeners in other states, sorry, uh, I obviously did not want to do this for every single state. And since Marissa and I are both in Pennsylvania right now, I thought I would go with Pennsylvania. Um... You can officiate and solemnize a wedding if you are a minister, priest, or rabbi of any regular established church or congregation, religious organizations, 
Uh, every religious society, religious institutions, religious organizations in the Commonwealth may join persons together in marriage when at least one of the persons is a member of the society, institution, organization, according to the rules and customs of the society, institution, organization. Oh. Repetitive, because it's a law. Wait, so if a, if a rabbi married two Catholics, that wouldn't count? The rabbi, like, religiously wouldn't have the authority authority in the eyes of I guess the Christian God. Oh, I mean yeah, but would it would it in the eyes of law? I don't know. Okay. I mean it seems like an interesting workaround. Yeah, okay. I did some post research and it appears that the power as a clergy member in the US still makes a wedding by a rabbi of two Christians a legal wedding under the United States law but it is not valid under Jewish law or presumably Christian law. You still need a marriage license, you know, like whether or not you're... Yeah, so I thought that, I thought that's what made you married. Did I, did I miss something you said already? The marriage license expires. Or is, the marriage license is invalid after you get married. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm having a little bit of a hard time. So... Oh, this seems... Too excessively complicated. Right. It's it's the law. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get to like softer stuff now. In 2016, 43% of couples in the United States had a friend or family member act as the officiant at their wedding, according to a survey by wedding planning website, The Knot, up from 29% in 2009. That means almost half the weddings <laughs> that were planned on The Knot had a friend or family member officiating. Oh. Um, and it says the trend makes sense. Nearly a quarter of American adults say that they are not religiously affiliated, uh, and those numbers go up among millennials who are smack in the middle of marrying age. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Rough. Yeah. There's just a part of me, I would, I would feel bad if I got married within like the within a church that i don't know anything about mm -hmm. so I, mean, I don't know maybe that's just me <laughs> but there's an online publication called verdict which is a publication by justia and justia what does that like mean a, like a legal zoom oh okay but not a writer joanne l joanna l grossman wrote a very interesting two-part piece about this particular topic and so I figured I'd just rip her off. <laughs> <laughs> the largest supplier of online ordinations is the ULC, a non-denominational church founded in Modesto, California in 1962, that claims to have ordained more than 20 million ministers. According to its own website, the ULC joins together ministers joins together ministers who come from all walks of life and spiritual traditions. Their, quote, common thread is, quote, adherence to the universal doctrine of religious freedom. Do only that which is right. There is no set of doctrine for ministers to accept, nor is there a mandate that ministers must believe in God. The ULC advocates religious freedom and the pursuit of spiritual beliefs without interference from an outside agency, including government or church authority. What's the point of being a minister if you don't believe in any sort of God? And you're becoming a minister in a faith that says, make sure you only do good stuff. <laughs> do only what, do only that which is right. That's our, 
only rule <laughs> is I mean, okay. do that which is right. Okay? okay. But then like, who dictates what's right? What's right? Yes! That doesn't make sense. In the ULC, ordination is free, accomplished through a click on the website and the filling out of a short online form. Other clicks make it possible for online confessions and prayer requests. The ordination request must be approved, which takes about 24 hours. Uh, I became a minister, not me, but the person who wrote the story, <laughs> became okay. a minister of the Universal Life Church while writing this column. In a confirmation email, I was informed that my, quote, ordination is for life without price and without question of my specific beliefs. In the okay. church's eyes, I am authorized to perform all peaceful rites and ceremonies of the church, including weddings, funerals, baptisms, blessings, and to preach, teach, and hold meetings, and entitled to the privileges and courtesies normally offered to members of the clergy. I was offered to buy various certificates, business cards, books, manuals, robes, stoles, and other accoutrements to facilitate my ministerial activities. The complete ministry package even includes a parking placard that says, Minister. Does that entitle you to park in certain places? Uh, it probably, like, like the best I could think of is, like, maybe if you got pulled over or, like, I would think that for some people it would give them some sort of moral quandary, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. okay. This son of a bitch parked in my parking space. Oh, they're a minister. Maybe I shouldn't be so upset. Yeah, 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 okay. Um, so, yeah, that's a religion that I don't n understand and I don't know much about, and... It just seems a little, a little. I'm not saying the religion seems shady. It just seems very. Why would you become part of the religion if you weren't just a minister? Yeah. Like you, you don't have to do. You have to fill out a online form. I don't know, guys. I don't it just know. seems questionable. The other thing is. The other thing would be like uh, if you are. There's actually I, I didn't. I regret not copying this out, but like in Pennsylvania, if you are um, like a mayor, you can solemnize a wedding. Cool. Okay. But if you are stripped of office, mm -hmm. uh, you can't anymore. But if you step down, like you retire from being mayor, yeah. you can. Basically, okay. if you leave the office in any way that, like, is disgraceful, then you can't do it anymore. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Just this... <laughs> so, what I'm saying is, if you're a person in this church, you could be, like, a just a scumbag off the street and just marry a couple of people. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either, and I don't like it, and... Some of the language in other uh, ministries or, or religious whatever affiliations or something define minister is you have to complete a certain act to become yeah. the minister and so like whether that be uh education or training or shadowing someone something like that um but yeah this church is just you fill out a form and then you can buy some certificates and just get marrying <laughs> i used to want to marry like be have an ordained whatever to marry my friends but i don't know for some reason this podcast makes me not want to anymore <laughs> now, I and you and all of us presumably are uh, required to recognize the authority of the court, so it, that seems legitimate to me. But yeah, like I said, the re religious part feels almost like bad karma. Yeah, I agree. 
which is why the best way to go, according to logic, law, and everything else, is making sure that your uh, ceremony is overseen by a friend is just that, a ceremony. The marriage can happen before that. So Marissa and I went on a epic long road trip, <laughs> and we were moments late to uh, a friend's wedding. During the wedding, we found out that they had already been married. They were married quietly uh, through, yeah, like a court-type situation. You know, they just kind of went out, did that, and then they had a ceremony. I wasn't mad about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it, I was like, oh. But there was a small part of me that was like, oh, she didn't tell me that. How come I wasn't special enough to know that? <laughs> but at the, at the same time, I was like, oh, this is a nice group gathering and could you imagine too like there's so much less to stress about because yeah. it's like the the sort of like linchpin of the whole entire thing is you saying i do to this person and everything that you've planned and everything like that is leading up to that if it's like hey we're already married all we got to do is, like we just have to put all this stuff together i don't know it feels like it would take a lot of stress off of it for me i agree i actually really agree um, i actually was thinking I'm not, I don't need to get married right now, and I wasn't, like, I'm not planning, but if for some reason I was just, like, thinking, like, huh, I think I would be, like, I think I would make sure I was legally married before the wedding, just like you just said, because, like, I don't know. I don't want yeah. anyone staring at me when I get, like, really married. And so one of the critiques, this is at uh, DestinationWedding.com. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> you can tell I put a lot of research into my sources. <laughs> They were like, some of your guests might feel ripped off because they, you know, like, didn't actually get to see you Well, then they're married. selfish. Right. They're and the fact that I invited them to my wedding at all means that I'm selfish, too. So this is a fair deal all around. <laughs> this is suggested for destination weddings as well, uh, that you get married before you go. Because if you get married, say, in Mexico, um, you have to go through all the steps... You have to go through all the steps that Mexico requires legally in order to get married in yeah. that country. That's you can't just like bring an American priest with you, <laughs> get married yeah. in Mexico or something like that. I don't think most people knew all this jazz. Lastly, Marissa, we have Las Vegas. A, a Vegas wedding is actually legitimate in other states, but like as sort of like a pop culture trope, it's like, oh, we went to Vegas and got married. Oops, you know. <laughs> yeah. But it actually is a legitimate wedding, and if you might remember when Britney Spears got married, yes. she got married in Vegas, and there's sort of, listen, Britney Spears has her own can of worms, and we all know it, but <laughs> basically the way that they got out of that wasn't that they said a Vegas wedding was, you know, didn't mean anything, but in fact they said that... They got an annulled, didn't they? <clears throat> they got an annulled under a statute that covers annulment due to mental incapacity. The complaint states that Plaintiff Spears lacked an understanding of her actions to the extent that she was incapable of agreeing to the marriage. Which, to me, like, it makes her sound, like, childlike. Almost oh, like she's yeah, too yeah. stupid. Like, she's just too naive and dumb to understand what she's doing. But basically, they rolled in another statute which said that the plaintiff and, de and the defendant did not know each other's likes and dislikes each other's desires to have or not have they children said that was part of it and each other's desires as to a state of residency so basically the annulment was like we didn't even know each other well enough to have done this okay got it 
to sum up, I'm going to go back to Grossman's piece because I thought she did a good job summing it up. Uh, at the altar, on the day of marriage, no one... <laughs> Here's the thing. It says, no one is thinking about what happens when the marriage turns sour, except you know who is? Everybody who's watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, a classic study by Lynn Baker and Robert Emery found that while most people know that the divorce rate hovers around 50%, almost everyone assesses their own risk of divorce at or near zero. Wow. And if the parties remain happily married and neither needs an early escape, the validity of the marriage may never be tested in court. However, the validity of a marriage is relevant to any number of legal issues, including, but not limited to, wrongful death lawsuits. So if your husband, Marissa, were to be killed and you wanted to sue a company for wrongful death, you can't because you're not married to him. Oh, man. Inheritance rights. If your spouse doesn't have a will that leaves... It basically, if they don't have a will that leaves it to you and it just is assumed that it's going to go to the next surviving member you would be that person unless you actually aren't married then you know like a family member or something could say like oh they didn't that marriage is invalid or the person didn't know what they were doing when they got married as i mentioned before survivors rights under collecting insurance uh collecting pensions and government programs and uh tax liability so if your spouse owes a bunch of money to the government for taxes and they die you're it <laughs> wow which might be a great reason to have an invalid <laughs> marriage at that point. Thus, even a bona fide marital bliss is no guarantee that the validity of a marriage will ever will never be tested in court. So, yeah, I think the thing that always sort of like, and it's definitely, I feel um, like this is a very practical thing. And oftentimes you, we, we don't like to be practical, especially in the wonderful situations of love. But it's like, you got to make sure this counts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For a variety of reasons, but like, I feel like there's always sort of like a romance side, but then there's also like a realistic side, and you got to check both those out. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And this selection of readings that I did today uh, really just kind of made me stop and think about that a little bit. You can always have a friend officiate your wedding, but the suggestion would be to make sure that you get married legally in some way before that and that way you'd have all your bases covered and uh you don't have to worry about it pete if you got married um how would you want to do it in terms of officiation um is my mom still alive yes it would have to be in a church okay <laughs> you know what though friend? right now no my mom would be happy if i married somebody like in a drugstore <laughs> <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> like but she would of course like to see it in the church and if I was marrying somebody who wasn't of the same faith, then I don't know. I would be perfectly fine with like a, a courthouse wedding. There's a part, I again can't think of the right word, but there's like a part of me that thinks God's got enough stuff to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if like I married a Jewish person in a court of law or I just went and went to Vegas and married uh, a Muslim woman or something like that. Like, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah. like, uh, yeah, there's a part of me that, that thinks that that's not... But, again, when it comes to the legal stuff and stuff like that, I think it would be important to make sure that I'm doing what is right so that it's all taken care of. I couldn't imagine, like, you die if we follow the tradition, right? You die and you go to the pearly gates and they're like, not allowed in, dude. <laughs> but I married a, a Christian woman. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, not in a church. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I, bro. I oh, also, your kids don't exist either because your <laughs> marriage wasn't official. 
<laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that's interesting. So if you're getting married, these are all important things to keep in mind. I also like the idea of going back to Lisa's wedding, the friend that we I was talking about earlier with in, in the show. Lisa's wedding was just like a fun get-together party thing, you know? Yeah. And like... They definitely said vows to each other that we couldn't really hear, but like they said vows to each other by a lake and everything looked nice. And but like it felt more like an easygoing party. Um yeah. and to me, yeah, I feel like getting the paperwork and everything like that out of the way, like you're not gonna have somebody some horrible person in your family like whispering in your ear, Are you sure? or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. And also, I really would, on on the Pisces level that I live in, I think it would be extremely romantic to get married to somebody with, like, a witness over here or something like that. But it's just between you and me, and we don't need to have thousands of people. or Thousands, come on, Pete. Don't dozens <laughs> of people around. <laughs> yeah, I think I actually do do agree. I used to think differently, but I think, I think I'd still, I think I'd still have some sort of, like, party ceremony. Right, yeah. But... I, I would, yeah, I just want to be me and whoever I marry. Later on, you'd be like, now we're ready to share this. Not like we're keeping it a secret or anything. Yeah. Like, now we're ready to share this with our friends and family and bring everybody together so they can see us as, as a unified, you know, yeah. thing. Exactly. <laughs> as a unified thing. I can't keep the romantic uh, language up. <laughs> I got it. Also, I'm not married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plugs. Do you have anything to plug, Marissa? Um, uh, let me break it. Uh, I will plug, I plugged it before, but I will continue to plug. Last podcast on the left uh, is my favorite podcast. And in the new year, they are starting a new tour to promote a book that they wrote. Uh, Pete, I got tickets. I'm very excited. These guys really get around. I know, right? Uh, so, yeah, the podcast is called Last Podcast on the Left. Uh, it's about... True crime, aliens, spooky anything. It's really great. Uh, Pete, how are you? I'm going to go ahead and plug our Patreon, I guess. Yes. <laughs> it's still out there. Now that I think about it, Marissa, I rudely never got the chance to listen to. <laughs> oh, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, I got to go back and see if I can still get it. Okay. Oh, I hope so. It might. What? Do you... Oh, 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 it was a voicemail. No, I could definitely get that. Hi, this is Michael Dominic, loyal listener and Patreon supporter, and you're listening to Y'all Heard, your source for obscure information to tell people at parties. You can join the ranks of our single patron. <laughs> Who called in to 570-POD-1-1 to leave nice. a message over the holidays. Thank you, Mike Dominic. Uh, he's a lovely man who said, I'm surprised more people don't donate. And I was like... Right. Me too. <laughs> uh, yeah. We do have four more of those stickers. <laughs> yeah, we gave them a gift for donating. So if you donate in the new year, we will send you a gift. And just so you know, when I say sticker, I don't mean like a little two-inch sticker. <laughs> it's a big fucking sticker. <laughs> yep. So if you are one of the four people who donate after my Dominic, you will get a gift. Yes. Slide into my DMs at Riss Vandal. Um, call us at 570 Oh, happy belated birthday, Kathy. Happy birthday, Kathy. Oh, man, I forgot. I know. You were a true patriot. And uh, her parties self-love. are always when I'm at home for the holidays, so I always miss Kathy's birthday. 
my my heart goes out to you, Kathy. That that sounded weird. I mean, um, magic sisters for life, Kathy. Magic what now? Sisters. Okay. Sisters and magic. Okay. Uh, bye everyone. Happy New Year. Bye. Hi. Hi.